This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the 16th of January. It's a Tuesday and I think all of Detroit is still flying high. I think all of Detroit is still feeling pretty. They damn good about themselves. Here's what I wanted to do. Because I feel we didn't get to everything on yesterday's podcast. I mean, let's be honest. I recorded the podcast at 3 in the morning. I was still at Ford Field. There was so much to talk about. So many storylines. So many happenings. The atmosphere was electric. I thought I would take this podcast and fill you in on what you may have missed and what I had not had a chance to tell you yet. Sound good? You down with that? Little handshake, good. All right, let's get on with the show, shall we? Because Sunday at Ford Field, something we waited for forever. The buildup was intense. It was dramatic. At times, it was agonizing. You had to wait so long Sunday night for Stafford v. Goff, Stafford v. Lions, Goff versus McVay, Brad Holmes taking on his old team. I feel that was a storyline that kind of went under the radar a little bit. So I want to hit on all the stuff that maybe we didn't get a chance to yesterday. And the night started with the atmosphere. People showed up early. Now, it was really cold outside. I walked from Campus Martius to the stadium. My upper lip still is frozen, kind of like Andy Reid in his playoff game. His mustache was frozen. My whole face was frozen. It was a brutal freaking walk, but it was worth it. There were actually people tailgating, which I was very impressed by. I mean, people were out in the elements. It didn't matter. They weren't going to let a little weather ruin their tailgating experience. But the first thing you noticed when you walked in the Ford Field, and I walked throughout the concourse, was you couldn't move. It was pandemonium. I loved watching people walk in. People were so fired up. It was Sunday night, and there was so much yelling and screaming and chanting. Jared Goff chants broke out. People booed Matthew Stafford. But just the love that every Lions fan had for each other. I know I can't do this justice, but I did take a couple of videos. I want to show you these videos. Here's what it was like at Ford Field in the concourse. At times, you couldn't even move. It took minutes, tens of minutes, half hour to get where you needed to go. And maybe it was a tad claustrophobic, 
but who the hell cares? It was all worth it in the end. Take a watch. If you're listening to the podcast, go to YouTube if you want to check out what it looks like. Yeah, so I don't know if that did that justice or not, but you saw the concourse. It was packed. It was a sea of humanity. Some people called it claustrophobic. I don't think there was anywhere else those people wanted to be. A home playoff game on Sunday night football. It was just so much fun to watch people, to talk to people, took a lot of pictures with people, talked about the Lions with people. I stood up on the third floor, and I just watched people come in from the cold. And it was like, oh, my God, we're so cold, 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 cold. They get in. They immediately like, whoa! That was the atmosphere. I wish I could have bottled it. Best sports atmosphere of my life. And it was so good, too, because it kind of screwed with the Rams. Like, Sean McVay is going to tell you at the podium, like, hey, we communicated great. Hey, we played in environments like this before. Hey, it didn't really affect us. Really, Sean? Rams called two timeouts in the second half because of that crowd, because of the electricity, because everybody was so loud. Two timeouts. And if you remember, Rams turned over the football, punted it away with about four minutes to go. Lions had to get two first downs to salt away the game, go into victory's formation, right? If you have those timeouts, things might be a little different. Maybe the Rams get the ball back. Maybe Matthew Stafford has a chance at one of his patented comebacks, but it never happened. And a lot of the credit goes to the fans because they were loud as hell. And it worked. It's fantastic. I want to talk about something else, too. Because with all the storylines, we talked about Goff and McVeigh, and more on that in a second. We talked about Matthew Stafford coming home. Kelly Stafford wanted a suite at Ford Field. But I feel the one thing we didn't talk about all that much that we should have was Brad Holmes playing his old team. Like, let's not forget Brad Holmes, 18 years ago, was working at an Enterprise Rent-A-Car. He wanted desperately to get in the NFL. He got a job with the Rams. He was a PR intern. Next thing you know, he's in a front office. He's integral to what they do. He's Les Needs' right-hand man. The Lions hire him away. And in three short years, he's been magical. Think about the team that he took over from Patricia and Quinn. Think about winning a playoff game in three seasons. First move was a great move, Matthew Stafford, for Jared Goff and two first-round picks. With those first-round picks, he turned that into Jamison Williams and Iffy Melon Funwu and, of course, Sam Laporta and others. Brad Holmes has been magnificent. And he got a chance to go against his old team on Sunday night. And the great thing about Brad Holmes is, and he's not like a lot of other GMs, I feel. Maybe he is, but I don't see this from other GMs. Holmes will go and then he'll party with the fans. Like he will scream and yell and it's awesome. 
It's so nice to see a GM of a football team go crazy for what he has built. And man, is he a huge part of what they've built in Detroit. He's been so good. So I wanted to play this for you. It's all over Twitter. Somebody caught this video. It's really cool. At Ford Field, you got to go all the way up to the seventh floor. If you're media or if you're in the front office. That's where everybody watches the game. So after the game, there's one elevator dedicated to the front office. So the entire front office like crams into this elevator, right? To go downstairs to the locker room to do whatever they need to do. That's how it works. Somebody cut this video. As the elevator doors are about to close, Brad Holmes in the middle of the elevator doing this. Take a listen. That was Brad Holmes. Yeah! Yeah! How awesome is that? I mean, think about that feeling. You take over a bad football team. Nobody's ever won in Detroit. Three years later, not only did you finally win that playoff game in an electric environment, but you beat your old team. Awesome. You know what also is awesome? What the Lions do after the game. With wins come the locker room videos. And I love these, by the way. I think these are so cool. They show the message from Dan Campbell to the teams, and he gives away a couple game balls. Dan Campbell, after that playoff win, gave away two game balls. I think you know where I'm going here. One was Brad Holmes. The other was Jared Goff. Take a listen. It's a little lengthy of a cut. It's about two minutes, but well worth it. And if you don't get chills after listening to this, you, my friends, do not bleed blood. Next Sunday, back here at home, guys. So, look, we got the winner of Tampa and Philly, which is tomorrow. We'll be here at 3 o'clock, back at Ford Field, because you guys earned it. Dude, how electric was it out there? I'm telling you what, it doesn't get any better. It's everything you dream of and then more. All right, that's outstanding work. I got two game balls. All right, number one, listen, when you, when you come in three years ago, like me and this guy did, and you had a vision, and you start working together, and you've got an idea how you want to build it, and the type of players you're looking for, and how you want to go top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, and you're in f***ing lockstep. You're in f***ing lockstep. I'm telling you guys, it's a shitty business. It ain't always perfect, but we, but we do a pretty good job. Baby. Right. But without this f***ing guy right here, man, Brad Holmes... absolutely love every single person in this room, man. We were intentional on being about grit, all right, and earning it. I love everybody in here, man. We went through darkness and it shaped us, all right? It shaped us for this moment. I love y'all, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Especially this time, man. Okay, I'll just say it like this, all right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit, appreciate you guys more than you fucking know. I promise you that. I love you guys so fucking much. This is just the beginning, boys. This is just the fucking beginning. We got three more of these f***ers next yeah. week at home, good, at good, our good, place, man. against whoever the f*** wants to come in here. Let's go. Yeah. Win on three, one, two, three, win! 
All right, so a couple of things I loved about that. First of all, the Brad Holmes speech was awesome. Second of all, I love when Campbell says to Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. And then I love when Goff steps to the podium, if you will, and talks to his teammates and says, listen, whoever the fuck wants to come in here will be ready. And they get another home playoff game. And that's awesome. And at the recording of this podcast, I don't know if it's going to be Philly or Tampa Bay, but let's be honest. The Lions are going to be favored against whoever they play next week. Sunday, Ford Field, 3 o'clock. Fucking awesome. It's just great. Speaking of Jared Goff, though, what does his old coach think of him? Like, we know what Goff thinks. We played it yesterday. But what about Sean McVay? Not only does he lose to the Lions, but he loses to his old quarterback. Now, listen, this is one of those trades that both sides win, if we're being completely honest. They won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. The Lions win their first playoff game in 30-plus years with Jared Goff. So it worked out for everybody. However, you can't forget that Goff was kicked out of L.A., kicked to the curb, while McVay was in Cabo vacationing with the Staffords. So what did McVay think about his former quarterback? I mean, let's be honest. There was bad blood. Both parties downplayed it, but there was bad blood. Of course, there's going to be bad blood. What did he have to say about Jared Goff's play? Yeah, I thought they were excellent. You know, Jared was really efficient. You can see the command that he has. You know, I think there's a lot made of it, but uh, I'm really happy for him. You know, obviously, we wanted to come away with the win, but um, he's done a great job. And I think the grit, the resilience, and you know, the way that he's, he's done his thing here over the last three years, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Jared. And I certainly am appreciative of the four years that we had together. And I wouldn't want anyone else as our quarterback other than Matthew Stafford. He was outstanding. He was gritty. He was gutsy. So that's Sean McVay. Listen, he loves Stafford, but he said, listen, Goff was fantastic. So that was good to hear. Isn't this nice? Lions win a playoff game and it's bringing people back together. Now, Goff, McVay, maybe they don't hate each other anymore. I mean, I doubt it, but whatever. What about the atmosphere? Always interesting to hear other coaches and players talk about how Detroit atmosphere is. And I got to be honest, I've already said it. I've never been in a sports environment like Sunday night. It was loud. It was raucous. It was electric. It was cool. It left you wanted more. What did Sean McVay think about the atmosphere? Take a listen. They were awesome. It was a great atmosphere. I didn't think it was an issue for our offense at all. I thought Matthew got us in and out of the huddle. I thought I thought we handled that really well. I didn't think, you know, it was an incredible atmosphere. The fans, they were booing my ass when I walked out and they were they were they were all fired up and I loved it. You know, it, it's what it's what's great about NFL football and this city's a great football city and so nothing but but respect. Um but I did not think I thought our players did an excellent job. I didn't think that was a factor in the least bit for us. All right, well, it's interesting because you called two timeouts because the crowd was so ridiculously loud. So I do think the crowd played a factor. I don't think you communicated all that well, Sean McVay, but whatever, it's in the past. I do like the part where he's like, they booed my ass. Like, he appreciated it. I would appreciate it. People boo me constantly. I look at ticket text. People are like, Rieger, you suck. You're the worst. Your voice sucks. You're awful. I hate your takes. Like, that's just my everyday life. Sean McVay enjoyed it. It was electric. It was so great. I, I mean, I honestly cannot do it justice. I cannot do it justice. But you heard McVeigh talk about the brilliance of the crowd and how great and electric and raucous it was, right? Which leads us to the Corey Woods question from MLive that we played you yesterday. 
But now I think it has a little more meaning. So Matthew Stafford up at the podium, right? He's doing his little post-game press conference. And Corey Woods from MLive does a great job. He says, hey, Matthew, Sean McVay talked about this great environment, which I just played for you. He says he's happy for Detroit. Are you happy for Detroit? You played here for 12 years. Detroit's had your back this entire time. Are you happy for Detroit? Let's play it again. I'm happy for the players. Happy for those guys. All right, so I still can't get over it a couple days later. I really can't. Matthew Stafford is happy for the players, but he's not happy for the city of Detroit or the fans. I'm not going to get into it again other than to say, Matthew, if I could speak just to you, one and one, my friend, nobody else is listening. This city has had your back for 12 years. You left after doing nothing. You never won a playoff game. All fans ever did was respect you, defend you, cheer for you constantly. They had your back at every turn. You go out to L.A., you win a Super Bowl, and these fans are cheering you. There's such a thing called the Detroit Rams because they wanted to see you win a Super Bowl so bad. And yeah, maybe a little of it was selfish because they wanted to feel what it might feel like to win the Super Bowl ourselves. But all Detroit has ever done is defend Matthew Stafford against guys like me. And Matthew's got the audacity to say, I'm happy for the players. He's not happy for you. How is he not happy for you? You were awesome to him. I wasn't. You were. You guys were great to him. He doesn't care. He's happy for the players. Like, what an awful answer. Be better, Matthew. You don't care about Detroit, obviously. You don't care about your 12 years here, obviously. You don't care that you couldn't win. What about all the social media posts? Oh, we love you, Detroit. What about all the stuff that you and Kelly say? Obviously all bogus, right? He's happy for the players, not you. So every now and then you got to say, hey, Jeff, your good buddy Jeff right here. Every now and then you got to say, you know what? You were right on this one because that's who Matthew Stafford is. And I think I pegged that from the very start. I mean, that's a despicable answer. It really is. But what happened at the game was the Jared Goff chance. So Matthew comes out, everybody boos him. Jared Goff comes out, everybody's like, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. So I got this wrong during yesterday's podcast. I did not do it justice, so I do want to play it again because Matthew talked about getting booed. But the first question was, hey, Matthew, have you ever had a Matthew Stafford chant? Which, by the way, is so funny, right? Played here for 12 years. He never did. Jared Goff, because of how McVeigh treated him, and we understand that he was our best chance to win a playoff game. He got the chant. Stafford didn't. And he was asked about a post game. Bill, they were chanting Jared's name. And you were booing him. And you were chanting him before like that? Oh, I don't know. You're testing, testing old man's memory here. Um, but, uh, no, you know, I am. I, I, you almost hope they would, right? I mean, the guy's, uh, he's their quarterback. He's playing great. Um, he led them to a win today. I'm happy for him. Um, I thought he played excellent today. 
<clears throat> um, he's leading an offense that's playing at a really good clip right now, and, and uh, they should be proud of him. They should be cheering for him. Excuse me? It was a playoff game. You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that uh, they were excited about cheering for their team. And uh, I'm not too worried about, um, you know, anybody's uh, personal feelings towards me that was sitting in the stands. So that was Matthew Stafford. Hey, Matthew, has there ever been a Matthew Stafford chant? Oh, you know, I got an old brain here. I don't know if I remember that. <laughs> oh, what a day at Ford Field. What an evening at Ford Field. Which brings us to the end of the podcast. And I did promise you. I was worried that people were going to wear Stafford jerseys. I was. I was worried that people were going to cheer for Matthew Stafford. I was worried there was going to be a tribute video. So what I did, I came up with a concept for a T-shirt. I went to my buddy and I made the T-shirts. They say sack Stafford. Picture of Matthew in the middle, sack on top, Stafford on the bottom. People seem to like him. Anyway. I went up to some people at Ford Field, and it took me forever. It took me forever. It did. To find somebody wearing a Matthew Stafford jersey. And then I finally found one. His name was Mo. He's from Canton. I happen to be from Canton as well. And it wasn't a football jersey. It was a, it, it was a Matthew Stafford hockey jersey. So I go up to Mo, and I give him my spiel. And it went a little something like this. Let me play this for you. And then we'll say goodbye. All right. Here is Mo and me. And me telling Mo, take off that damn jersey. All right, guys. So uh, I finally found it. The first and maybe only Stafford. Look at that. This guy's wearing a Stafford jersey. All right. What's your name? Mo. Where are you from? From Canton area, Michigan. I'm from Canton, too. What are you doing wearing a Stafford jersey? As a season ticket holder, I still got to represent that Stanford brought us to the point and traded for golf. And at this point, we're done with Stanford. We're done with Stanford. And we're on for the new era. Let's go. All right, all right, do me a favor. Here, how about something instead? Take that, will ya? There we I got go. it, let's go. let's go. Let's go. There we go. R.I.P. Save old Lions, yeah. baby. Oh, not at all, because I got this cool-ass shirt out of it. Hey, can we get a chance? Zach Stafford? Zach Stafford! Come on! Zach Stafford! Zach Stafford! Zach Stafford! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go, baby! Let's go! Let's go! So what do you think? I think I did God's work. One more Matthew Stafford jersey off the streets. I like how everybody got into it. My favorite part about that whole video and experience was getting the stomp on the jersey. I thought maybe I was going a little over the line. But then I'm like, what the hell? How many times are we going to have a home playoff game? Have a little fun, right? So I did what I did. I can't apologize. Mo, by the way, was awesome. Really good dude, and uh, I hope he's currently wearing his Sack Stafford T-shirt. That's going to do it for the Daily Ticket. I have more video I'll give you at the end of the week. But we've gone over. I got comments tomorrow. We'll get to those. And we'll also talk all about the Lions' next team that they're going to play. Is it going to be Philly? Is it going to be Tampa Bay? I don't know when I say it, but you know because you're listening and watching. 
I do think it's going to be Philly. I think they're going to get right in a game against Baker and Tampa. But what the hell do I know? Guys, uh, I hope you're still basking in the glow of a playoff win. And now we get ready to do it again in like five days at Ford Field at 3 o'clock. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be fantastic. Anyway, we'll catch you tomorrow on a Wednesday on the Daily Ticket. Hope everybody enjoys your Tuesday. Stay warm. It's really cold. I guess the Lions warm you up a little bit, eh? All right. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.